All right, guys, there are three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who has the same first name as the city. And never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now, you stick to that and everything else is cream cheese. We watch Teen Wolf, guys, and uh, we're going to talk about it. For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. Hello? Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf. All right, that was the trailer for the 1985 basketball question mark film. Big question mark. <laughs> Teen Wolf. Uh, I am uh, really glad to have Jovan Kennel and Eric Herring back. Uh, guys, welcome. Yo. Hello, hello. Dr. Man, we're doing like a crossover episode, I guess. Uh, we got Dr. Man, too, who's going to semi-engineer slash... As always, throw out statistics for things nobody asked for. Uh, he painstakingly <laughs> took statistics of the terrible basketball games in this movie. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad you did. did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're very useless. But, you know, as part of the Daryl Morey fan club, I feel like it was necessary. Perfect. We got a nice little squad here today. We got the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the San Antonio Spurs represented the shitty Houston Rockets. <laughs> Uh, and then joe whatever team uh, you're nuggets guy right you're pretty much on the yeah i mean let's say I, i've stayed with it simply so i can say that i've stayed with it but yeah sure let's say nuggets anybody that can dunk joe. Is, that's exactly who i follow who can jump highest i'm down joe and dr man actually are a little bit kindred spirits here joseph is obsessed with dunking and always has been uh yep. dr man also is the only difference is the dr man can dunk a basketball but I miss a lot because I have one speed. We talked about it last episode. I just end up trying to rip the rim off the backboard. Every time. Oh, I'm, I am jealous. Uh, this true story, we just moved into a new house. Um, it's it's a weird neighborhood. I promise doesn't make sense. There's no there's no uh, fences. Everybody's backyard more or less backs up in everybody else's backyard. And we have a pretty decent playscape. And my neighbors have a basketball goal, and they their kids played on my playscape one day. And the dad came out. He's like, "Hey, just you know, just you know, to keep it fair, you can play basketball on my goal whenever you want." And I was like, "You don't, you don't know what you just allowed me to do, sir. You, you just invited a vampire into your home." His kids lowered it to eight and a half feet one day. I oh, swear no. to God, I was there all Saturday. I didn't play with my kids all Saturday. I was just throwing it down eight and a half style. Uh, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, yep, hundred yep. um, percent. Yeah, Joe, Joe, and Ross also. Uh, at the times that Joe has been close to dunking, he also he does what Doctor Man does, which is yeeted as hard as he can off the rim and just. Oh, uh, I've thrown many alley oops to him, not great ones, but and instead of just getting it in there, the little rim grazer, it's a uh, full send to rip the backboard it's off. Because I used to really be able to throw it down, but. That was like eight years ago, and so now it just takes me a lot more effort. So it, I just, I'm 20 years old in my head. So oh, aren't we all? Uh, speaking of being 20 years old um, <laughs> and pretending you're a teenager, all right. So if they were lucky, <laughs> oh man, uh, so old. Eric, you've seen this movie a lot, right? You grew up in the yes. the blockbuster era Absolutely. that I did of like renting this once every 10 turns. Funny story, Dylan. I have a memory of watching this movie with you. Oh, really? I don't know why. I think your mom gave us a ride to a basketball game or something, and we we're like hanging out at your house, and it was after school, and it's like, oh, Teen Wolf's on. Have you seen this? Well, yeah, I've seen it. Okay, let's watch it. <laughs> okay, nice. I guess it's in my blood. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. Joe, you have not seen this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, I mean, I, I had heard, you know, I, I was aware of the the aura that that has, you know, that is this movie. I did not realize how bad this was. Like, I, I mean, speaking, you said speaking of being 20, pretending to be 18. Most people in this movie, they were like 35. Yes. Like most of the people, specifically at the dance scene, everybody there looked like they were 40 plus. Like what? Who did they hire to pretend to be? It, it, it's and I know that's a cliche that has been in most movies, but wow, that one they took that one way too far. It's a time honored tradition of Hollywood to hire people mm-hmm. that are like in their late twenties to play teenagers. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Joe is like live texting us as he was watching this, <laughs> just like, oh shit, he's a werewolf now, and like, oh man, he can duck now. Uh, Admittedly, didn't see the uh, when his dad was also a werewolf. No spoilers, sorry if anybody hasn't seen it. But wow, didn't see that coming. Got to admit, they got me. They, they actually they got me with that one. I feel like that there's no reason to say no spoilers just because they've had 35 years to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had two, and if Dylan hadn't told me we're doing an episode on it, I still wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, the, all the weird thing is everybody I mentioned this to, like. I feel like Ross, your wife asked us this, like, and a few other people, when I said Teen Wolf, they were like, the show? And I'm like, what? Like, the show? First of all, who does podcasts about, like, who does a podcast about a television show? Like, that's not how, no, this is not a Teen Wolf, like, fan podcast all of a sudden, the television show. It took me a while to find the movie searching through it on like prime or whatever teen wolf the show seasons one and two pops up like four or five times and i was like wait is this like literally questions like is this what we're doing like i don't even see michael j fox like what is this did y'all know there was a show i had no, no. idea until like i googled it and i was like oh an mtv show oh they it was on like mtv undressed i only know undressed sorry hey that was solid my that wife is solid. very <laughs> into vampire and werewolf fiction <laughs> things so yeah i had a pretty good idea of what the Team Wolf show. <laughs> so how is it? Is it as yeah. good as the movie? <laughs> um, I'd say about the same quality, but Lucky a me. lot less shirts. Hey, yo. It, yeah. it's from that. A lot of ads. It's from that weird new thing of like, let's take something that's goofy and make it like sexy, like like Archie, you know, like Riverdale, like yeah. oh, this like cartoon serial from the '30s. Like, but what if they were sexy? Yeah, but what if everybody in the film looks like the people on the like cover of romance novels? <laughs> yeah. um, Rugrats is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I cannot wait. That's going to be Mrs. Pickle. Just saying, not ugly. Uh, Doctor Man, you you've seen this, right? Well, but like you're so you're twenty eight. Twenty eight, yeah. Twenty eight. So you're like a little bit behind us yeah i mean i no was born wonder in, you can still dunk i could i was born in 92 I, I so yeah this is came out like seven years before i was born yeah i mean it came out wow. before we were born too but it was just like one of those <laughs> like like eric said it was on cable like all the time it was definitely like in the rotation the blockbuster rotation because there was like 20 movies you rented and you just like oh they don't have the matrix i guess i'll watch terminator 2 for like the hundredth time <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I just remember watching this over and over again as like a kid. I don't know why, because I'm watching it now. I'm like, this is not appropriate for like a kid. <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially, I was surprised by the weed reference. I didn't think that in '85, like that was such a surprising reference. Like I, I did not see that coming. It is not in the TV version. I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. The like the party is not. Um, I don't remember that much. That being that like risque. Also, the dressing room scene. Like I don't. I knew that was in there, but I was like, God, this is like full on, like, you know. Okay, here's yeah, my they, question. They, they full on they have sex, linger. right? Like, they full on bang in the dressing room, right? That's oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not crazy. All right. Um, also, she, like, it, is there possibly, like, the 80s might have had the ugliest lingerie of all time. <laughs> like, could you make her tits pointier and somehow make her panties saggier off of her ass, much like a diaper? If you could do more of that. Like, what the fuck, 80s? I'm genuinely disappointed in you. Yeah, it's not well, the Joe, best. you don't know what works for wolves, though. I mean, wolves are kind of in a different thing. It's true, Dude, you know, true. the wolf style is a totally different, <laughs> you know, experience. Yeah, yeah. just some of that fashion is uh, not great, not flattering wow. to any wow. shape of any person. Are we going to talk about styles outfits later? Oh, I have, we could just spend the whole thing on styles yeah. alone. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. So, <laughs> what? Uh, what do you think about Styles, Joe? I have a feeling you either love Styles and think he's the best part of the movie and you want a whole movie about him or you couldn't stand any second that he was in the movie. 
Okay, it's first of all, you nailed it with the first one because it's true. <laughs> but I will admit, I will admit that like it, it some part of me because like seventeen year old me would have idolized that guy. You know what I mean? Like you knew me. It's you guys know it, oh, yeah. that I would have idolized that. Guy. Like let's buy a van. I think I said that I wanted to buy a school bus at one point. I was like, what if we buy a school bus and we could fit like fifty people? That'd be so cool. Like I, I don't get me wrong, seventeen year old me and that part of me that's still alive loved him. But the part of me that was a dad and was just like, God, I hope my kids don't hang out with that asshole. Every school has that. Like, I was like, please, please don't. I, dear God, no. But yeah, no, worship that kid as, as a kid, I'm sure. I feel like we tried, like, at the genesis of Craigslist, we very seriously tried to buy a car. Like, we were like, let's find a car for, like, $200, and we'll just, like, yeah. crash it in the woods. But we couldn't. Yep. Like, they don't sell cars for $200. Uh, and that was all the Turns out, money no. that we could, like, scratch together. Uh, I don't know. I sold a car for 50 bucks once, so they do do it sometimes. <laughs> Are you kidding? Did it roll? Did it actually move? Uh, it barely moved. The windows were all broken out. It didn't have AC, and uh, it would die every four days. Wow. When you say wow. you, what do you mean, Eric? What? Give us some backstory. I mean, I had a 94 Dodge Spirit that I nicknamed Sex and Candy because it smelled like a cheap hotel room. <laughs> and it broke down once, and I left it on the side of the road overnight. And all the windows got busted out, and somebody had a great time with it. And I was like, "All right, I'm done with this." And I drove <laughs> to the junkyard shop, and they're like, 50 bucks." I was like, "So done." So that's what I mean. By okay. All right. Wow. Um. Wow. Yeah, we. I I I feel like you would have definitely wanted to urban surf in high school if you had known that that was a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I didn't know that I, I mean I would have like Aaron like I, I can't believe we never thought of it I mean we did other equally stupid stuff but we never thought of that so thankfully we we survived yeah I was actually confronted with my past just July 4th when I shot a Raman candle at my son like <laughs> and everyone's like what are you doing and I was like that's what you do with these you shoot them at what do you mean you fight with them and everyone's like no that's very dangerous you don't shoot them at people and I was like no, that's all you do with them. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> growing up, like we just shot fireworks at each other, right? Dude. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. they sell these fire swords now. They're basically like gigantic sparkles. They're legit, dude. Oh my god. They're they're like legit three feet long with like eight inches wide. They're massive plastic swords that have like a thing in the middle that you light or whatever. <laughs> Raiden and I lit them and started fighting. Sarah lost my wife, lost her mind. And she was, What are you you're teaching them bad habits? It's like, oh, they're gonna figure this out on their own. But I didn't have to be here for that. It's a sword. It's literally a sword. Also, his name is Raiden, so I feel like he's gotta have Come some sort of grasp of well, see, he's not big fire. He's more like thunder and lightning. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. we didn't have urban surfing where I was from, but we did have, have roads or no, um, <laughs> because that was a really white thing to do. Um, <laughs> but we did have ghost ride the whip and we did that a lot. You don't know what that is? Ghost nope. ride the whip. Ghost ride the whip. Well, we did not grow up in Huntsville. Oh man, sir. that's where it's on older cars. You could set the cruise control at like three miles an hour. And so we would get in a big parking lot and everyone had a system in their trunk. So you pop the trunk. You Everyone's music. sure. Yeah. You play music really loud. And then <laughs> weren't allowed in with that one. And then you, uh, you open all the doors and you set the cruise at like three miles an hour and you just get the fuck out of the car and just walk <laughs> next to it and just dance while it's, uh, while it's like, yeah, playing, fat Pat's playing and you're just walking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You said Pat Pat and that just brought back so many mm-hmm. memories. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. I get man. it. But yeah, so we had ghost ride the whip instead of urban, <laughs> urban surfing. Ghost ride the whip. That's definitely something we could have done, man. Yeah. So many bad ideas. That's, that's what scares me about Reddit. Like the entire WTF subreddit, like all of our kids are going to do that. Like they're just going to see it and copy it. Like that's what's going to happen. Just like Jackass. Same thing. Well, that ghost ride the whip uh, thing. That's a, like a TikTok thing now. It's like getting out. Although those idiots like get. I thought that was the key. key well, they get out the, of their the car and just let it roll, which is so stupid. Uh, like putting cruise control is that's the big brain way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, Joe, saw you one time drop a mortar shell into the, uh, the thing, what is he, what do you call it? The thing that like, uh, you know, the firework thing, that's like a tube and you drop things into it. Yeah, like cardboard tube. Yeah, yeah. and you picked it up to fire. <laughs> so funny. It's a true story. True story. I held the base, the square base. Uh, yeah. I held that as if I was a human tank and the, the tube's coming out forward. And a great uh, illustration. Shockers, kids, if you hold it too tight, as it explodes, uh, you're, the force of your hands holding it, you push it forward, and you snap that base, and it shoots you right in the chest. Comes right back, fires, hits you dead square in the chest, and explodes at your feet. 
a better illustration of karma I've never seen because <laughs> you picked it up to fire it at somebody else and it shot out I the back you. and just hit you dead in the chest. Square and it hurt like a mother, by the way. In case you're wondering, those things come out fast. Huh. No kidding. Yeah. As if they're supposed to be not near the ground when they explode. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this movie... Uh... It's the Hamilton uh, of the 80s, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. A thousand percent. Um, so, the, I mean, the plot is paper thin. There's not much to it. All right, so Michael J. Fox is Scott Howard, a uh, typical American teenager in Nebraska. That's what this movie said, by the way, like Nebraska. I didn't realize that. I mean, it makes sense. Everybody's well, pretty crackerish. They go to all the, <laughs> they go to so much effort as to just put a Nebraska like football pennant in his kitchen. Uh, oh yeah, it's off. It's hanging off the fridge. That's right. But also, like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Nebraska, but like, you know how many palm trees there are in Nebraska? <laughs> Zero, <laughs> not any at all. So, um. But Michael J. Fox is Scott Howard, troubled, typical American teenager, dealing with uh, the things everybody deals with, popularity, the girl he likes, he doesn't like, the equally beautiful girl likes him back, but he cannot for- see that she likes him, which is one of the most infuriating things about these like teenage-type movies. Uh, he's on a basketball team that's not very good, but is also coached by the greatest coach in the history of <laughs> High school sports. The Greg Pop of that. high school basketball. Very he's, much the Greg Pop. He's the best. Uh, he and he discovers uh, that he is a werewolf. And not only is he a werewolf, but his father is a werewolf, and he has, comes from a long line of werewolves. Uh, Joe, you said like you didn't know, like the dad thing caught you off guard. I like, admit, really did. I was impressed. I mean, to, for as bad and as just incredibly slapped together as the script is. That portion, it was at least like it was a, it was a surprising little twist. I, I did not see that coming. Because, I mean, you know, if you think about like Spider-Man, his dad wasn't Spider-Man. Batman, his dad wasn't. <laughs> at least we don't think so. We never met him. Superman, his dad, fuck, his dad was. All right, well, there goes my life. <laughs> Superman's dad is not Superman. He lives yeah, but he's stuff. super. You know what I mean? Like he's, no, he he's not. Superman Wait, not? is super because of the, the yellow sun of the earth. That's why he's super. Yeah, but if, if Superman's dad came to Earth, wouldn't he yeah, be super but if, on Earth? He yeah. would be, but he didn't. Well, you know. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so his dad's a werewolf. I gotta admit, I, that that was one of the few points in the movie that I was surprised by. That and whatever the whipped cream dancing scene is, that we can get back to that later. Two parts that I was very surprised and very confused. So according to Rod Daniel, the director, when they test screen this and uh, they they first showed the dad as a werewolf, uh, werewolf, <laughs> werewolf. First show the dad as a narwhal. <laughs> a narwhal. The dad comes in as a narwhal, guys. <laughs> Horn on his head. Now that's a twist. Hey. <laughs> When they first uh, cut to his dad as, as a werewolf, uh, supposedly the audience like went insane and it was so loud, like all the laughter, it just obliterated the next minute of the movie and they had to kind of recut it. Uh, but that is a genuinely shocking moment. Even I've seen it a thousand times and it's uh, it's pretty weird to see like his weird salt and pepper dad <laughs> just like looking like a Mon Chichimon, you know. <laughs> he looks like if George Lucas and Chewbacca had a baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Holy, that's dead on. <laughs> Uh, so fast forward to the good stuff. Uh, Scott starts to feel the changes, whatever goes to that, uh, has that first basketball game that is terrible. And Dr. Man is going to regale us with the stats of that first basketball game. Yes. Guys. Okay. So the score of that game was 77 to 12. <clears throat> so, um, I did a little, uh, finagling of stats and stuff like that to figure out some percentages. So, um, that works out. So, in high school, there are eight-minute quarters, so that's 32 minutes total. So um, they scored 12 points, so that equals about three points per quarter, which is awful. <laughs> is that um, that's bad? rough. Is that bad? That's, that's bad. rough. It's very bad. <laughs> okay. So just looking at the NBA shot clock, there's 24 seconds per possession. So let's just say on average they have 24 seconds per possession. So that breaks down to total for both teams. There's 80 possessions per game. And so okay. let's say that they had 40 of them, but um, I'm going to I'm gonna say that they had eight turnovers because that seems fair. <laughs> so let's say that they had 32 possessions for that game. Okay. All right. This is where it gets real nerdy. So they had 32 possessions that game. Let's see where okay. you're going with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in the NBA in 1990, 
percent of the shots were three pointers, which is higher than 1980. So I'm going to give them the higher percentage. So that means two and a half of their shots were three pointers. Okay. And so let's give them two because they're bad. <laughs> and let's assume they made one, which is generous. Okay. So that means the other 30 possessions, they scored nine points, which is right. 0.3 right. points per possession. <laughs> it gets better. That's historically bad. It gets better. Oh my God. All right. So the 84 85 NBA season, there was an average of 28 free throws per game. Um, and so adjusted down to high school minutes, that's 18 per game. So about 18 free throws per game. So um, let's. It's safe to assume they're not drawing a lot of fouls. No. <laughs> no. Not a lot of attacking of the basket. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give them eight free throws per game, which feels generous, but let's just roll with it. So I'm going to say that they had eight free throws per game. So the high school free throw average is 69%. Nice. Which means <laughs> – Nice. <laughs> which means they made five and a half per game, but they're bad, so let's say they made five. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So about five free throws a game, so five points. So if they're shooting two free throws per trip to the line, and let's be real, there's no and ones. No. These guys are bad. Yeah, no, that's no, not, no. Not, yeah. Um, so that leaves four points on twenty-six possessions. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> so that means that they shot four for twenty-six from from two, so five for twenty-eight, including three, which wow. means that they shot fifteen percent from this <laughs> from this game. So that that matches up with what I saw because if you think about it, the coach did try to forfeit in the middle of the game. To be <laughs> true story. And like his whole, he really had like 15, 16 Sam Hinkie vibes going there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to build for the future. So I think maybe what we're seeing is the process in action. I think that could be. Well, you got to trust the process. That's right. Yeah. That's borderline uh, yeah. scripture. <laughs> While we're on the opening game, I gotta admit, I was literally like, the, the, uh, first of all, the the opening cut of just um, what is Teen Wolf's name again? I just Michael J. Fox. Thank you. Michael just Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so I can't believe I forgot his name. Of just I, the, all I could think of was Back to the Future. The opening <laughs> shot of Back to the Future's face. Anyways, Michael J. Fox's sweaty face, and you're looking up at him from roughly crotch angle. Is it supposed to be mimicking? He's fucking me. Is, are we supposed to be, as an audience, thinking that we're having sex with him? Is that, was that the angle? Because I literally was like, why the fuck are we looking up at this guy? What, what is happening it's right now? Like, yeah. It's a jump even, shot free throw him. I hadn't him. finished writing that down, that last terrible little joke thing. And so I saw the fat guy, and I was like, oh, here we go. And I literally was writing, I bet you here comes a fat joke, when the coach actually said that fat kid's got a great arm. That's a quote <laughs> from the movie. Like, what do we do? That's how bad this fucking script was. They literally wrote down and everybody proved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make fun of the fat guy in like the first four minutes of this film. Yeah. And hey, that guy had a good year. This was the same year Pee Wee's Big Adventure came out when he's Francis. So, like, whoa, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he peaked in 85. I guess he's sort of ageless because he plays like Francis is like a child? Question mark? I don't know. Yeah. He's really just a bike stealing, lying motherfucker. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's Some kind of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I care about Pee Wee's bike. Sue me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mick also at one point, the bad guy, the like token, not token. They're like, you know, the, quintessential. The 36 year old. Yeah. Yes. The guy, he looks like your dad, Joe. He looks like Genuinely, Tim Von I swear to God, I said that to Sarah. Sarah and I both yeah. like, that guy looks like Tim. Yeah. yeah. Is, at one point just says, shoot it, fat boy. Shoot it, fat boy. <laughs> so stupid dude oh my god it was so bad uh yeah so i have a little bit of i have some statistics too um uh so scott is played by michael j fox who is 23 at the time of filming this movie styles played by jerry levine is 27 and chubby was played by mark colton who is 26 uh and mick the bad guy you know bully is was 27 when they filmed this movie i genuinely thought he was older i seriously would have bet you he was in his 30s i really thought he was uh, so yeah, they're bad at basketball. And the weird thing is like that team that you just mentioned that shot 15% for that game, they end up winning the whole thing, which I don't yeah. good question. What the thing is, I don't even know. It's like, <laughs> they never said the most nebulous, term, the big game, like, Oh Scott, the big game is tomorrow. You're not going to play as the wolf in the big game. Uh, but they end up beating that same team without anything different. Just well, momentum, bro. Trying harder. God, come on. You get, you get that spark going. 15% turns into shooting 65 from the field. So fast forward to 
Scott turns into a werewolf. Spoiler for everybody. Um, <laughs> and I have some, this is my main question of the whole movie. Joe, this is your first time watching. I feel like you have fresh eyes on this. I think we're all a little tainted by nostalgia. Fair. I need you to explain to me why does being a werewolf make you better at basketball? That's a great question. Uh, first of all, it doesn't because if you look <laughs> at the videos of him, I guess you could call that a behind the back dribble that he did every now and again. It was so bad. It clearly didn't make him better at all. But what it did give him the ability to do was take off clearly with his palm outstretched and up and the ball riding on his palm one handed. He takes off that way, but somehow as the magic of a werewolf, when the jump cut camera angle switches, he's now holding it two handed in the air and windmilling it which is not possible, but I guess if you're a werewolf, you have kind of control over physical properties of things, so maybe that's how it helps you, and yeah, I guess it, it gives you like moon. 20 inches extra on your vertebrae. <laughs> depends on the yeah. moon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my other question for this, is like, the werewolf lore in this movie doesn't make any sense. Like, it first No, it does not match up with anything we know about werewolves at all. Yeah, or It'd werewolves. be like, it was a vampire movie, and they'd be like, ah, he's a day trader. Like, it just doesn't, doesn't mean anything. I mean, the first time well, it happens, yeah, it's like he just, it seems like he just can't. The first time it's like he's getting angry, right? Like, he can't. Yeah. It's a blatant Hulk ripoff. It's some like sort blatant. of, yes, it's like some sort of id. It's like his personality. He yeah, can't, exactly. He can't yeah. control, like, but then there's like a moon. Is there a moon thing at all in this movie? I feel like there's like a one shot. He mentioned there's a full moon at some point, like when he's talking to his dad after his dad really mailed in the werewolf talk. I think, <laughs> oh, like last night was a full moon. Yeah, but, okay. But then, like, every game day is a full moon. That's convenient. Yeah, but then he's like, he says to Styles at one point, like, when, like, he's like, when does this happen? He's like, like, I think I can do yeah, whatever then he I want. Control, and he's yeah. like, but sometimes it happens when I don't want it to happen. I'm like, what is that? It's a boner, is what it is. It's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, That's sometimes true. I can make it happen, but most of the time it's just, I don't, I don't <laughs> mean it to happen. And sometimes it happens when I don't even know why it's happening. Uh, well, the first time when it happens, he doesn't mean it to happen when he's in the bathroom. Uh, and it's that slow transition, which that slow transformation scene, it, it makes Team America look realistic. Like when they're doing, when they're doing that whole scene, just swear to God, it looks like the same people wrote that shit. It was amazing. But then, like, so I mean, it, it, he didn't have control of it then, but then I guess he learned control of it somehow throughout the film because he was able to do that like eye thing when he was trying to buy beer. He was yeah. able to like turn his eyes red. Like, so he somehow, you know, he's got, he gets control over his power. Maybe Professor Xavier came through, helped him out. Yeah, yeah, he turns his eyes red, and he also uh, deepens his voice to, like, you know, five octaves. Yeah, which, James Earl Jones level. Which is not a thing he does ever again. Like, every other time, he has his normal voice. <laughs> yeah, it just the one time so he that doesn't it. track at all. It's convenient power. Um, yeah, so the director, Rod Daniel, also said that um, for a couple of the basketball scenes, Michael J. Fox wanted them to just, like, instead of, like, staging, choreographing all the, the moves, he wanted to just, like, let's just play and, like, Try to see if we can just come up like like naturally have some <laughs> some good oh uh, footage. And Rod Daniel said somewhere in a vault is about an hour of the most embarrassing sports footage ever taken. <laughs> did they have anybody that understood basketball in this movie? Yes. Yeah, so okay. So I talked to Doctor Man about this. Uh, so there was a double for Michael J. Fox when he's in the Wolves right. get out, and his his name was uh, let me find. Sorry, I wrote it down on my notes. His name is Jeff Glosser. And he was a college basketball player. He's got one, like, this is the only credit. He obviously wasn't an actor. He was just a college basketball player. Um, and you can kind of tell, like, there's definitely, like, a shift in, like, his physicality yeah. when he's the wolf playing basketball. But even still, like... The- but, like, so, like, he turns into the wolf the first time, right? In a nine-second pileup, that should probably be a jump ball. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are so and many just bogus yeah. jump balls. <laughs> Yeah, they don't exist. And then he picks up the ball and dribbles in the backcourt for roughly 38 seconds <laughs> without a backcourt violation. And then he just takes off the middle. I'm just wondering if Jeff might have raised his hand and been like, hey, you know this is against the rules, right? That's I would have hoped so. I would have hoped so. And then they're probably like, listen, guy, you see this? You're in like, you're living in a costume of fur. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were you're not like, here for your expertise. <laughs> we can find somebody else to do this if you want. There's like a famous Harrison Ford. Then uh, they're making Star Wars. He, he was, I guess back then he was still just like grumpy Harrison Ford. And I guess they come out of the sewer, uh, the, like the trash compactor, and they're all supposed to be wet. And the next scene, they were all dry. And Mark Hamill's like, hey, George, shouldn't we be like wet right now? Like my hair should be wet in the scene before. And Harrison Ford was just like, hey, kid. If, if they're looking at your hair, we're all in a bunch of fucking trouble. <laughs> Huh. That guy's the king. Yeah. 
so let's talk about Michael J. Fox for a little bit. Uh, kind of an interesting like backstory to the making of this movie. It's arguably way more interesting than the actual movie because this movie's not very good. Um, so he so this comes out in like August of 1985. Back to the Future comes out like two months before. It's obviously a huge hit, makes him like a huge star. Uh, but this movie was filmed before Back to the Future. So they, he was always the guy they wanted for Back to the Future. Bob Zemeckis and Rob Gale, Bob Gale wanted him the whole time, but they wouldn't let him out of family ties to do it because um, he shot that show like nine to five all day, every day, and they wouldn't let him do Damn. it. So they got Eric Stoltz, and this is like a pretty famous, like we're not breaking any news yeah. here, but they shot like six weeks with Eric Stoltz, and there's like somewhere in a vault, there's also an entire like two-thirds of Back to the Future with a totally different actor um, oh. that they shot and then just decided like, this isn't working. So in the meantime, he he was able to do Teen Wolf because like Meredith Baxter, who played his mom on Family Ties, got pregnant and they had a little bit of a break. So he got to shoot Teen Wolf, but Back to the Future was already shooting and he just was like miserable. Like I'm making this shitty werewolf movie while Steven and they were shooting like the same lot, I supposedly like while like down the street, Steven Spielberg is making like an incredible movie that I wanted to be in. But so anyway, they shoot this movie. They end up deciding like Eric Stoltz is not working for Back to the Future. They halt production. And finally, uh, the show lets Michael J. Fox shoot Back to the Future. But the stipulation is he can't take any days off or any time off whatsoever from the show. So when he shot Back to the Future, he shot all day on the on Family Ties and then would like get bust immediately and shoot all night on Back to the Future and did that Good for like God. six weeks or whatever they yeah. shot. Um, Just pulling 90 hour weeks. Yeah. So it was a crazy, uh, crazy story. But. This movie was obviously a turd uh, and they kind of knew it and they purposely kind of moved it and bumped it from spring to after back to the future. After they got wind of that, like, all right. And so back to the future, back to the future comes out huge success, giant hit number one, you know, and two months later, this movie came out and just because of him uh, was like a surprise hit. It cost like no money. They shot it in 21 days. Uh, Wait, you're telling me this movie didn't have a large budget. (laughs) Uh, so yeah so there's that's like kind of the behind the scenes which is again frankly more interesting than the the movie itself because it's pretty stupid but uh yeah i just yeah i mean like e what do you think about like talk about michael j fox i mean like i think this movie solely works if it works at all which is arguable on him he's just like super charming yeah you're rooting for michael j fox you're not rooting for the character of scott howard you don't really care about scott howard you care about michael j fox Totally. That's, that's, that's why the movie works. Like Tom Hanks is an actor like this too, right? Like you see Tom Hanks in Trouble in Apollo 13 or Saving Private Ryan. You're not like, oh God, what about Jim Hubble? You're like, oh, I hope Tom Hanks lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's dead on, dude. I, I think, and this is kind of like, I think, perfect for Michael J. Fox. Like if he's coming off Family Ties, I think this is like a good transition into something else that's a little more adult than Family Ties, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, he's playing not a you know yuppie teenager. He's playing a normal teenager, so maybe that's better. not like a weird Reagan fan, which is what he's yeah, like, exactly, family ties, yeah. which is like so weird. I mean, the the party scenes definitely gave him more of like you know to call that an edge is pushing it, but you know by compared to family ties, like the the party scenes were definitely edgier. The the friggin' garage scene with him and Styles that pushed so many different limits at the same time. I was stunned by. So I mean, I, I guess it was probably good for him to kind of like grow up in front of the camera. I guess kind of maybe. Yeah, he has like a weird ageless quality about him. He really does. Like if you watch the Back to the Future movies, like the first one, he's like a teenager. Yeah. But by the third one, like. I don't know. It's is he a teenager? <laughs> he looks like a grown man, yeah. but he's also got that yeah, weird, he's... like boyish, you know, like fresh face. Uh, well, he looks look. like he weighs a buck twenty five. Like whatever <laughs> scene in the the locker room or whatever, he's shirtless. Like, yeah. I literally said out loud, I was like Jesus Christ, looks like a prisoner of war. Like what? What are we doing? How does he? He's not an athlete in the least. And just while we're at it, just get a left turn here. I'm not a big dude. I'm not a strong dude. But the the quote unquote like buff 80s guy i feel like i could beat the shit out of every one of those guys like the tough guys like you look like you're weak like all of these dudes look like the the in shape pumped up 80s dude looks like a standard dude nowadays you know what i mean like the the mean guy that was like flexing and giving a mean mug like you just look like steve nowadays like what did did that change (laughs) i'll tell you what it changed it's the marvel uh the marvel evocation of men which is like every Mm. man in every movie now is like i mean we grew up on like arnie and uh 
Yeah, like Schwarzenegger and Stallone are kind of. But that was like this, a right? thing. That was like, oh man, those I could never be that. Like I am not that man. Yeah. And true. now it's like every dude in every movie is like goes through their weird training thing where they like, yep, you know, eat chicken breast and broccoli for like a year and just like sh- get shredded. Even like Chris Pratt, who's like a sandwich away from being fat. You know. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like easily could bench press 280, 300. Like it's not. Well, like it looks he, you know, like he, he can. can. That's the important thing. Like, can he? That doubt whether yeah, he yeah. could. Yeah, maybe once. Maybe once. Um, speaking of Arnie, the guys who wrote this movie, uh, Jeff Loeb and Matt Wiseman, also wrote Commando, which is an oh, incredible. Did now? <laughs> uh, which is also a movie that is very stuck in the time period and does not hold up really at all. I would but, say that the lack of plot in both seems to track. <laughs> Because Commando is just like, let me get from point A to point B and use as many fucking bullets as I can in the process. Um, I need Alyssa Milano because she's my daughter. And so however many men are standing between me and my daughter, Alyssa Milano. Yeah, so I feel feel like there's at least that similarity between the two. (laughs) That's a fair point. They both failed the Bechdel test like so yeah i think that's probably (laughs) maybe the unifying theme there uh so it's well documented that i hate bill simmons like a lot i think he's the worst he has no good takes he's an idiot ross likes him for some reason uh i did too well good for you guys uh no i mean i get his sort of like uh appeal as thinking he's very smart um but I did have one thing. I, he's, he's better than Stephen A. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll give you that. Uh, no, but yeah, Stephen A doesn't have an idea, an original idea whatsoever. He's just shouting. He's like a hobo on the sidewalk, just shouting <laughs> ideas into the void, you know? <laughs> but somebody, somebody asked Bill Simmons, uh, if you could have the best seats in the house for any sporting event of the past century, uh, what would you choose? And there's a segue to this. But first, I would ask you guys. So, Dr. Mann. You can have the best seats in the house to any sporting event in the past 50 years. What do you choose? 1995 NBA championship where the Rockets won. Um, okay. 110%. Yeah, that would be nice. one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Okay. Doctor, or not, you're not, none of you people are doctors, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Joe, you changed your I'm name, but either. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that scene, right? Like, that's why I changed Like, that's going to, like, I, I have to talk about that. Like, I have to. You can say it. I will not. Joe, what, right, you, can, gonna, you can buy right, a ticket right. to any sporting event uh, for the past 50 years. What is it? I want to be sat right next to Shaquille O'Neal and his giant 2000-era camcorder. It looks small in his hands while he is filming and freaking out to Vince Carter's dunk contest winning ducks. Yeah, I want I mean, to be Not right even an actual want, game. Not an actual game. Not that actual game. Who gives a shit, sir? I want to see. I want to be on Shaq's back. I want him to be yeah. giving me a piggyback ride while Vince soars through the air. <laughs> Joe wants to be and one on the floor running around. So much. Oh my yeah. god! If I and could have a towel and just run it and wave it with everybody else, that's all I want. I don't even need a chair. <laughs> all right, E. What's yours? I mean, personal one is probably the Spurs championship after they lost to the Heat, but like in a historical one. Maybe being at the Masters last year when Tiger won, I think oh, that would be oh, one. Oh shit! Yeah. No, that'd have been dope. The emotion. Shut up, Joe. Real. You lost all credibility. <laughs> that would have been dope. You lost all credibility. It's, it's nowhere. Did you see Shaq's face when Vince dunked? Did you see his face? Nobody at the Masters made that face. Nobody, guaranteed. Not one person reacted that way. That only happens at dunk contests. No, that's not true. Shaq made that face on Hot Ones when he ate a chicken wing. Like it's <laughs> he makes that face constantly. He made it in Kazam. He made it in <laughs> like. Um, That's just Shaq's face. <laughs> I am torn between Game Seven, the Lakers against the Celtics, uh, oh, and also just Kobe's last game, which also it holds like no like winning significance. But like, I just feel like that would have been like yeah. But that's kind of what makes sports great, is right? Is like it doesn't have to be a significant moment in your team. It can mean something well, to you yeah. or a player. According to Joe, yes, that is. Well, yeah, exactly. All that matters. Doesn't that be significant to anybody whatsoever. I have every team I've ever liked has never won anything significant. Nuggets, Baylor, like you can you can go down the list. Like they don't win. I just it's just fun to watch. Um. So, so somebody asked Bill Simmons this in like a mailbag, and he said, uh, "Without question, it's the Miracle on Ice." That's the only answer he says, which. That's if you like hockey, which nobody on here 
cares about. Except uh, for Eric. Or Eric if you like America, about. sir. <laughs> I mean, eh. exactly. Yeah. I'll watch the movie. Um, yep. But he said, uh, a tougher question is which sports movie event would you choose? I'd pick the game in which Michael J. Fox first turns into a teen wolf. Name me a more stunning sports movie moment. Fans in the stands are frozen for like 45 seconds. You're not topping the experience of being in a sparsely attended high school hoops game in which one of the players turns into a monster, then dunks on everybody. <laughs> then dunks on everybody. Windmills so, through lane. It's dope. So that's the rare so like, good take of by Bill Simmons. I was wondering how this, like, wouldn't this be like a national story? Exactly. That's what I... Oh, a werewolf, like, turning into... Although I did, I think I read something that, like, they filmed the scene where he went on the Johnny Carson show. Yeah, so and they cut. It. They didn't film it. There was a scene in the script where he went on the Tonight Show, yeah, was, yeah. but they never okay, actually yeah. filmed it because I'm sure they could not get anybody on the Tonight Show to, to, <laughs> to like let them do it. For the, and it would have been those one of those weird things in a movie where they're like on the Tonight Show, but you don't see the person hosting it, and they're just like yeah, they're just like in a chair. Considering the budget was probably like thirty nine dollars, I don't think they had that. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, that's my other thing. Is like. It's just so bananas, the logic of this movie. Like, yeah, there's like 40 people at this game, and he turns into a werewolf. Werewolf. God damn it. Werewolf. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. And uh, there's like 45 seconds of silence, and everyone's very confused. Nobody's horrified, though. They're just like. No one's screaming. They're like, yeah, they're just like, oh. They're like weird. They're like a baby who sees like, like who's like playing peekaboo. They're just like, oh. Interesting. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he dribbles good and like, okay, all right. You know what? Yeah. Like go beavers. Yeah. Not to not to mention the other team. Like I hey ref, <laughs> can we call t- like a timeout, bro? Like I don't think this is totally legal. Uh this this scenario is handled much better. One of my other favorite movies is which is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, where oh. a man turns into a vampire oh, in a basketball game, but people are rightly horrified and are like and he storms out of the gym because people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, Ben Affleck gives him the ball. Yes, Ben like, Affleck does give him the ball. away from me. Yeah. Shout out to Ben Affleck. God, Eric, I love you so much for knowing that. <laughs> the I wrong mythical creature in the basketball game. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, ooh, that's a good point, yeah. So, uh, you know, T- TLDR, people love the Wolfman. They love him. They They want to be part of his brand you know styles has got him got him a van he's urban surfing uh people are loving it and uh he becomes really popular uh for reasons that i still don't understand like he's still a frightening creature uh but he becomes really good at basketball and he becomes beloved but then scott has to struggle with uh this is how i want to like <laughs> it's like the wario meme of like i've won but at what cost <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good uh, and this is also strange like so he finally gets the girl he's wanted right like what's her name what's the blonde girl's name pa- pamela? pamela pamela yeah so he's rejected boof which like you know listen like this is i'm team boof over here boof is cool man i mean she's cool doing? she's sweet she's just as pretty she's into him she's into him yeah totally. boof is she's not a, a real foot- name though That's a fake name that's not <laughs> real boof might be in witness protection but we, there's no way to know um they're both a foot taller than him, so like, what's he got to lose at this point? Do you care? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, what's Pamela's deal? Like, she all of a sudden is into him when he's a wolf. She like wedges herself in that like diner scene when he like you know shotguns a beer in his mouth. Uh, they go bowling on like a date. They like bang in the dressing room, and then he takes her home, and she's like, "I'm like dating Mick." I'm you like, knew what this was. What? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a very open relationship apparently, but like, and she's also at the game where there's four people there. Like, what did she? She's just hanging out, watching. Also, yeah, she also yeah, a fan of the game. Why is she there? And yeah. also, why is her boyfriend there? Like, he doesn't go to that school, right? Like, scouting, yeah. bro. You got to scout out the competition, <laughs> Doc. I'm very confused about the mechanics of this whole situation, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get her deal. She's the worst. Um, nah, she is the worst. Typical fashion. And, she's ugly. <laughs> and of course, she uh, rejects him at the end and also rejects Mick, which I have a thousand dollars that says they get married anyway and have like six kids and are miserable and fat in Nebraska. Mick ends up working for the hardware store for Teen Wolf Dad. <laughs> yes. This is what the TV show should have been about. <laughs> that, <laughs> sad story he still shows up at high school games talking about how that one time he played well 
It's like a Springsteen song. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Scott decides, you know, I don't want to be popular if it means I got to be the wolf all the time. Uh, He goes to the dance as the wolf. Uh, Mick, who's also at the dance for who knows why, um, just because reasons, uh, (laughs) has an outburst. Also, we get the backstory that Scott's dad and the principal uh, were like nemesis back in the day. Yeah, where did that come from? That yeah, Joe, they didn't need to explain that any further. <laughs> tell your oh, tell I'm, your bit, your bit. Yeah, well, I mean, this is totally out of order, but okay. So in 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 the scene where they they cross money lines, uh, Styles and uh, Back to the Future Man go to the garage, and uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> Michael J. Fox transforms. But he transforms while Styles is looking for. He never actually says the word weed. I don't think he just keeps saying his stash. Yeah. yeah. Looking for my older brother's stash. I'm like, what do you mean your older brother? You're 36. How old's your older brother? Like, what are we looking for here? <laughs> but they can't find it. And so, uh, so Michael J. Fox transforms to a wolf. And that's, uh, well, no, no, that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited for this. This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm excited for telling someone else's joke. <gasps> Before he transforms, Michael J. Fox goes, hey, Styles, Styles, I got something to tell you. And Styles actually said, and I'm quoting this, 2020 America, calm your tits. I'm quoting this. This is from the movie. <laughs> Styles turns around and goes, what do you got to tell me? You're not a fag, are you? And Michael J. Fox straight face goes, no, 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 no. I'm not a fag. I'm a wolf. <laughs> That's the... St- the- <laughs> I'm going to butcher the joke now. Fuck it. You get the point. That's where the 80s were as a society. Like, we actually like we actually valued, as long as you're straight, you can be a, a magical creature that eats babies. Just don't be gay. It's cool. <laughs> Damn it. I butchered that joke. The point is, it was a funny scene, guys. It was a funny scene. <laughs> I, <will, laughs> I got to say, they don't sink their teeth into it the way you did just now. Uh, <laughs> they didn't really examine, like, the true meanings behind the lines. I don't just think. saying. It was, it, was a, it was a deep moment of that film, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, is- so back to the vice principal. Um, the vice principal watches Michael J. Fox get punched by douchebag boyfriend. What's his name? Mick. Mick. Yeah, by Mick. You've said it 12 times. I watched the movie two days ago. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But Mick punches Michael J. Fox, and the vice principal literally walks over there and is mad at Michael J. Fox. Like, what, And I know pointing out plot holes in this movie is just, I mean, there's plenty of them. But like, what, seriously? like, what are, what are we doing here? Also, why is he terrified of his dad as a werewolf, but he's not terrified of the son as a werewolf? Like, Yeah, like, what's his fear based in, like... Because apparently the one time they interacted, he turned into a werewolf, and then the vice principal peed himself. And yeah, oh up. yeah, of course he had to pull the pee this pee himself joke back. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> well, if you're gonna establish <laughs> it in the beginning, you have to bring it back. Joe. Gotta hammer that home. Uh, so Scott plays the last game and uh, decides not to play as the wolf, and everyone's disappointed. Where's the wolf at? At this point, everyone's like Team Wolf, you know. Uh, so he decides to play the last game, no wolf and Dr. Man, how do they fare in that last game? <laughs> so I really wanted to like pull some stats out for like, honestly, the last like couple games, like game two, uh, yes, when he changed no, into the wolf, here. he, so on the only things that we see is he goes one for two from the line and he ends up just in the clips that they show with 18 points, one assist and three blocks and one steal <laughs> Wow! on 100% from the field. <laughs> And the unfortunate thing for statistics in the rest of this movie is they don't miss a shot for the rest of the movie. And so (laughs) there's not a lot of statistics for me to draw out of the footage here. They didn't miss a single shot. I didn't even notice. The the thrilling of the cinema was so moving that I didn't even notice. Yeah, I literally went back and like I watched every single bucket from this this movie at least three times to try and figure it out. And yeah, they shoot a hundred percent from the field from the second game of the season on. So uh, they might have the highest high school field goal percentage <laughs> yeah, in right the history of the game. That means uh, you also only watched like 15 real made baskets because they use the same ones yes. over, oh my God. over again. And they're not pretty. No, like, that one layup goes off the back. Like, he hits yeah, it off dude. the bottom of the rim and then it kawaiis its ass into the basket. Seriously. <laughs> And off like, the backboard, yeah. off the rim, off the backboard again, and then sort of dribbles in. I was like, how did – of all the scenes, you, you know, use like, that one? Looks good. Use it four more times. Just get <laughs> There's like that one redheaded kid who like blocks one of the guys, but they use that seriously four times. Yeah, either Over. 43 or 47, whatever his number was for yeah. the Weavers. That guy had a little game, I think, though. Killing I mean, it. Yeah. He played in college were. somewhere. Yeah. 
so they win the game. Spoiler. Um, well, hold on. Do, do you know how they win the game? They win the game on his free throw. Which is and, also the least like climactic thing that could happen. And by the way, Mick is standing under the rim. Yeah. That's, that's oh, I noticed fully that illegal. Too. <laughs> fully illegal. You're not allowed to just stand the there, rim. motherfucker. What are you doing? He also had like four flagrant twos on Dude. all his fouls. <laughs> I have that literally written down. When, when he goes, that's four fouls. Next one you foul out. It's like, no, the first two, you punched him in the throat. You're kicked out immediately. Yeah. I literally person. got here and we were. I was watching it on my phone. And I set it down and went to grab a drink and came back in and just to see Mick throw a DDT flying elbow at a guy. <laughs> Dude. And I was like, that feels like a flagrant to yeah, me. I think, I think it was hilarious. And then so he has the two free throws to win the game, but the crowd is angry about it. Yeah. From the foul. That was it, also very confusing. That was also another one where I was like, does anybody here understand? No. It just it was it's wild. Oh, and by the way, he jumped for those free throws. Y'all did catch that, yes. <laughs> he jumped on every free throw, yeah. He fucking jumped. I mean, I guess when you weigh 125, you have to just to get it to the rim. But I was stunned that nobody told him, hey, man, we're not going to show this. You can just stand flat-footed. Like, it's okay. But nobody did. Yeah, you'd think, like, just show him how to shoot a basketball and look good. Yeah, like, we'll cut it to where it goes in. It. Just, just like, show you form. He's like, oh, no, fling with your whole body and jump. Oh, that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they win and there's, uh, there's a little bit of an Easter egg in this movie. Uh, it's kind of a famous, uh, you know, behind the scenes blunder, whatever. Joe, this is right up your alley. Joe, do you know about this? No? I think I missed it. So on the, in the stands, uh, one of the last shots in the movie, when Scott once goes and runs and hugs Boof and like sees his father, there's an extra in the very background whose pants are totally unzipped, like stands up and their pants are totally unzipped and like. They say you can like see a dick, but I don't think you can. Also, I think it's pretty sure it's a woman, but uh, <sighs> it's like one of those things like on VHS, like for years, people are like, oh, that guy in Teen Wolf who's like, yeah. there's like an entire family guy bit about it. Like one of those terrible family guy cutaways, cutaways yeah. where they could reminds me of an episode. and then just do whatever you want. Yes. Uh, but yeah, suppose it was an extra who got tired of like sitting down, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down and was uncomfortable and unbuttoned their pants and then forgot. And they were shooting, and they just stood up. With their pants I don't blame them, honestly. It doesn't even sound intentional. I don't blame them. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that. Um, okay, Joe, Eric, Doctor Man. Um, we've established this movie is not very good. Um, it's barely a basketball movie. I don't know if basketball you could even say that basketball is played in this movie. Um, you can call it a basketball movie in as much as you can call Harry Potter a sports movie because it has Quidditch in it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Joe, who's the MVP of the movie? Who wins the movie? Oh, Styles, one hundred percent. It's not even close. Like the the guy is ridiculous. Like the, the, I still don't understand what that whipped cream scene was, but somehow he instigated it. So he's he is a king in my mind. He's a party king in my mind. Yeah, you know those famous high school parties where you go and there's one person who's emceeing various yeah, games, right? Eight kegs in the corner. We all and a bunch of thirty five year old high schoolers drinking keg beer. I've never, like, we all went to high school together, the three of us, not Dr. Man, because he's like a baby. Um, but, like, okay, what party, Dr. Man? Like, what was a party in high school like for you? I think my parties were way different than y'all's parties. Oh, sure. I thought, I mean, we didn't have any, so. Yeah, no, we, we filmed stupid videos at Gabe's house, and, like, that's all, like, we didn't leave the house. Like, it was like, we, like, did jackass people. stunts, like, in. Shot yeah, fireworks we, like, at each other, that kind yeah, of exactly, by ourselves. Totally. Yes. There was no I mean, women like, or booze. I didn't go to a ton, but, I mean, like, yeah, this whole like being in the woods vibe wasn't didn't really uh, jive with people <laughs> that I hung out with and stuff. So so yeah, I mean it was definitely not anything like any of these. And I mean even then, like I can count on one hand the amount of times I went to a function similar to this in <laughs> high school. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Eric, who's the MVP of the movie? So I think Styles is the easy choice. I think the coach is the right choice. Yes. I think, ah. you know, he starts off trying to forfeit the game. He's got IRS problems, but he's dishing out <laughs> good advice to the kids anyway. He ends up winning a state championship while eating hard-boiled eggs on the sideline. Like, how many guys have ever done that? I would say it's one. <laughs> and build a bust right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am also voting for the coach. He's got the bulk of the incredible like lines in this, uh, one of my favorites is it doesn't matter how you play the game. It's whether you win or lose. 
And even that doesn't make all that much difference. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. And then my favorite too is Scotty. I know what you're going through. A couple years back, a kid came to me much the same way you're coming to me now, saying to me pretty much the same thing that you're saying. He wanted to drop off the team. Mother was uh, a widow, all crippled up. She was scrubbing floors. She had uh, had this pin in her hip. So he wanted to drop basketball and get a job. Now these were poor people. These were these were hungry people with real problems. You understand what I'm saying? What happened to the kid? I don't know. He quit. It's a third stringer. I didn't need him. It's just, it's perfect. That's just an yeah. incredible line reading by that guy. It's, it was yeah. so, I bought it. Like, I'll admit, I was, go, I was like locked into the store. I was like, all right, this is kind of an odd thing. It, uh, it's a joke. Nice. Yeah. They got me again. He, he's great. <laughs> Dr. Man, who's the MVP of the movie? Um, I think if we're talking full on uh, character arcs in the basketball portions of this movie, um, Fatso, man, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Chubby. Chubby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he. I mean, we, he starts, and you know, he like, you know, it's terrible, and he's all over the place. Uh, you know, we he's putting all that stuff in his locker, like all those the the pastrami or whatever it is. And then you know, by the third game, we see him eating an apple. So we made some some health conscious choices. It's, it may be on the court, it's not in the locker room. So we got to like fix that, you know. But he's making some health conscious choices. And then he hits that three in that dude's eye in the championship game and helps them win. So I'm saying that, yeah, that Chubby is definitely the MVP of this, in my opinion. I can't believe they never gave him a real name. They never, they never did. That's so 80s. It's so oh god, I love it. Because and Styles it's not is such a real name. True. true. <laughs> yes, Styles. And Boof, like we already. Love. <laughs> Shit, they didn't give anybody a real name. Man, so Jerry Levine, who plays Styles, uh, we were texting about it today, me and. Eric and Joe, but uh, Styles also famously, to me anyway, played Mr. Mac on Boy Meets World, um, who is the cult leader of the. Sen- Ross is shaking his head like he knows yeah, for yeah. once mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you Boy Meets World file? Like, yep, I got it. I mean, yeah, we didn't have a lot of channels where I was growing up, <laughs> but uh, I did watch a hell of a lot of uh, Boy Meets World reruns, so. Usually I when I bring things know. up, Dr. Man's like, I'm not familiar with whatever you're talking that about. That Styles? Yeah. <laughs> I just Googled it. I've, I did not recognize what you were. I didn't know until right now. I didn't know what we're talking about. Holy hell. You know, the uh, the Boy Meets World where Sean joins a cult. Yeah, and, and his dad is like, I'll kill to protect him from people like you or whatever the hell he said. Yeah, well, that's Corey's dad, but sure, yes. Whatever. Do, yeah, can you notice I get details right <laughs> a lot? <laughs> You can count best, on me for accuracy, is what I'm saying. The best thing about this is on Joe's own podcast, uh, he has a segment where they bring up pop culture things and, re- oh, and wonder if Joe is going to have any idea what they are. I haven't gotten one right yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over however many advances thrown at me. Uh, all right, so this is – I'm really uh, – you know, I would say I'm sorry for putting you guys through this, but I don't really care because we've all seen it anyway, and the only one who really had to – Watch for the first time was Joe, and I'm frankly not really concerned about his time. I struggled through this. I can't lie to you. I it's 90 minutes. Come on. I drank a lot in that movie. Like in the 90 minutes, I was putting him down. Like this was it was it was work. Is what I'm saying. All right. So final word, Joe. Uh, how many basketballs do you give this movie? Uh, I, I I'll give it. I mean, don't get me wrong. For for just the dunks. I got to get, are we talking out of five? One out of five? I'll, I'll give it at least one. Yes, for this the is dunks. an arbitrary scale I literally just made up. So. I like it. So I, I'm going to give it 17 out of 36 basketballs. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Eric. <laughs> uh, I think I give it probably nine out of 26 kegs at a party. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, That's I, think it's, I think it's pretty good, some of it, and then some of it's just just watch the TV version for 20 minutes at a time. That's the best way to consume this movie. Hmm. Dr. Man, how many basketballs or whatever metric? <laughs> I'm going to give this one deflated outdoor and one basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I cannot separate my nostalgia from how bad this movie actually is. Like even watching it the other night for the first time in like 10, 20 years, uh, I recognized objectively that it was bad, but I couldn't like not have a good time watching it. Um, so I give I this, uh, I give this two bowls of jello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
And to speak nothing of Teen Wolf 2. Um, they made a sequel to this? You guys oh, yeah. don't know about Teen Wolf 2? Oh, your boy knows. Your I didn't boy. know about Teen oh, Wolf 1. I know Eric 1. knows. I know, yeah, I don't, I don't question you. I know you know. Uh, Teen Wolf 2 is Scott's cousin uh, who discovers he also has the werewolf gene. But he's a boxer, college boxer, which college boxing, did you guys know that was true? <laughs> but he is played by none other than Jason Bateman. Get out. Mm-hmm. Does he box as a wolf? Yes. Oh, what, what do you think the movie is if he doesn't box as a wolf? What's the plot? Just for his <laughs> draw out the outline for me. Please. You know, he might you. he might work at UPS. He might put your packages in boxes. He, I didn't okay. know what type of a boxer. It's like Fight Club, but not so we're so we're literally having nineteen year old children fight animals, and that's everyone's just okay with it. The NCAA doesn't have a single problem with that. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little fuzzy on the details of that one. That was not as regularly in the rotation. <laughs> what but, a uh, script of it ain't that. Oh, that good. yeah, I do remember it's very similar, except for he's boxing a, another human being and turns into wow. a werewolf. Like similarly. It. Nobody has a problem with it. The NCAA equivalent of like the Roman Colosseum. All right, Teen Wolf. We're so sorry for anybody who had to watch this movie for the first time. Uh, And also, you don't have to watch it. You could probably just listen to us talk about it and don't get the gist. Better. Uh, All right, Eric, Joe. So glad you guys skyped in for this. And then everything is interesting. Check it out. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Joe. Joe has a great podcast that I love. I'm also a fan Eric's of on it all on the it. time. Eric's on it too. Joe, you want to go ahead and plug that? Yeah, everything is interesting. Check it out. It's on Spotify and shit. Uh, Dylan's been on it. And, and honestly, we should do this again. But yeah, uh, check it out. It's good times. Uh, Eric, anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? Anything you're watching right now? Or anything you want to just recommend to people? Uh, if you haven't watched Dark on Netflix, watch Dark on Netflix. It's Yo, okay. is it good? What is that? I saw that. It is a German show that is like an adult Stranger Things, but it's very sci-fi-y. It has like time travel. It is shockingly good. Uh, Dr. Mann, uh, anything else you want to plug or anything you're watching, anything you just want to talk about? I am re-watching through the show Fringe from the late <laughs> oh 2000s. <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen that, it's incredible. Joshua Jackson um it's great uh i don't care what any of you guys say it's one of my favorite tv shows but i'm watching back through it i'm like season four and uh, if you've never seen it it's very hard to come by right now i am <laughs> gonna i'm gonna go out there and say that i spent 60 dollars and bought it on itunes yeah. um <laughs> like three years ago four years ago are but, you aware of the magnitude of content that is for free right now <laughs> no i when I bought it at the time, it was not available anywhere else. And it was one of those things where like Lauren really wanted to watch it. And there was like no satiating. It was like this, we had to watch it right then. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I've been watching through currently. I can't blame you. I bought all the seasons of cheap seats like eight years ago. The (laughs) Sklar brothers. (laughs) I can't blame you at all, bro. Oh, Joe, it's so comforting to talk to you sometimes because you, you, yeah, you don't, more you don't change. change. Yep. <laughs> like you probably also you watching any of this nonsense. Check out my podcast. It's more of Mystery it. Theater 3000 as well. Yeah, Mystery Science is the best. Yeah. So I just, just watched Google some Fringe the other day, Joe. Yo. So Fringe is like X-Files is kind of what I'm getting out of this because I might check uh, it out. Yeah, it's like X-Files, but uh, it's – I don't want to say it's a little less sci-fi, but it's – like a little more, I guess, like scientific than X-Files. X-Files is just like aliens and shit. Um, and I feel like that Fringe is definitely a little more like science-based and that might be why I like it so much. Um, uh, yeah, X-Files is yeah, I mean, more it, metaphorical, I think, than Fringe is trying to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. It's great. Wait, who is that? Who's the, who's the dude in Fringe? I recognize it's that guy. from Dawson's Creek. It's yes, that's who it is. <laughs> Josh Jackson. Or you may know him as uh, Charlie Conway from Muddy Ducks. You might know him from the Skulls. I didn't know that was the same person this entire time. Since your pop culture knowledge is stuck in early 2000s, Joe, it's the guy from the Skulls. Yeah, it's from the Skulls. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Or the guy from Urban Legend. Oh, that was a better movie. Uh, all right, thank you guys for coming on. I uh, I don't have anything to plug because this is the thing that I'm doing. Um, yeah. I haven't been watching anything really. I've watched a lot of movies as always. Um, I don't really have anything to plug. Dylan uh, just watches uh, Heat from 1995 on repeat every day, <laughs> bro. I am always on my Heat bullshit. Like yeah. I will talk about Heat at any time. I watch it like all the time. 
That oh, I will you say. Had to get thing. it on, Dill. You had to get it on. Give me all your god. <laughs> Give me all your god. Uh, Never actually seen it. I don't even. Know I love. I'm so not surprised, Joe. But yeah, you, go watch it. Uh, <laughs> I will say. I will plug this because I will go to my grave. I think you should leave on Netflix. Oh my uh, god, the Tim Robinson so- sketch show. It is the funniest thing that anybody's done in the past 20 years. It is so stupid and silly and relentlessly funny. Um, I constantly send people gifts from it, and they are like, what is this? And I'm like, guess you'll have to figure it out. I'm doing the best at this. I'm doing the best at this. The baby uh, of the year sketch made me laugh more than anything has in a very long time. Joe, have you watched this? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. Go on Netflix. I think you should leave. It's a sketch show. It is sublimely stupid and silly, but they're like. It only 60- takes like twenty minutes to watch an episode, Joe. You right. They're like they're like sixty minutes long. They're like all these little short sketches. You would absolutely love it. It is so dumb, and I'll has no it. agenda whatsoever other than just being hilarious. And Similarly, making- Eric Andre's Netflix special "Legalize Everything" is so stupid. I laugh so hard. I laugh like a fool. I think I've watched it three, four times. Like it is so good. We are, yeah. I'm a big Eric Andre fan too. I also enjoy his uh, Adult Swim show that show makes amazing. a lot of people feel perfect. uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, but it's just so <laughs> it's nonsensical. Like- Thank you so much for watching this uh, really bad movie. Uh, that's also still a lot of fun. Um, we don't know what's next week. We're gonna have to uh, toss the like twenty sided die and find the movie. But uh, <laughs> Eric, uh, Joe, Doctor Man, we really appreciate you guys being here, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next time. Good stuff. Yeah.